What's going on, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of this lovely program. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, today is going to be a little bit different. You know, I uh, the NFL season has come and gone, obviously. Again, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is the NBA going on. There is the Champions League going on. We have March Madness right around the corner. However, none of that to me at the moment is more interesting than what's going on in the NFL right now, meaning the NFL offseason. This season, obviously, with COVID-19, has been unprecedented times. Teams were having training camps and meetings over Zoom, trying to connect with each other, building a chemistry. People, You don't realize that you have to be around your players and have to be around your team to be able to build a chemistry, a, a, a winning environment. You have to build a winning environment, and it's tough to do that over Zoom, right? It, it's really tough. So today, I'm going to talk about the NFL offseason. Mainly, I think we're going to go into the quarterbacks who potentially could be on the move because there are a ton of them. There are a ton of them who get too much money. There's some of them who I think might be good fits in other places, might need to stay. We're going to get into all that today. But before I get started, I do want to talk about quickly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl boat parade. That was one of the best things to happen to Tom Brady and that team this season. Besides the Super Bowl, besides all that, they literally, having that boat parade, seeing Tom Brady throw the Lombardi Trophy from one boat to another boat, which, by the way, wild move by Brady. What You could hear his daughter in the back in the video going, no, Dad, no, don't throw it. Throws the Lombardi Trophy across a river onto another boat. This right here, I, I you got to assume that some NFL players, especially free agents this year, are watching You know what's going on in Tampa, what happened in Tampa last week, and being like, I could go party on a boat with Tom Brady. I could, I could do that. I could go down to Tampa, beautiful, sunny Tampa. Everything's open down there. I could go down there and have some fun. Guys like J.J. Watt, guys like Odell Beckham Jr., they potentially could be on the move going to Tampa to win another ring. I said it last week on the podcast. I believe that they will win another championship, and it might be next year. It might be the year after that, but they will win another championship, and that boat parade, seeing Tom Brady, which, by the way, the guy, I believe it was like Blaine Gabbert or somebody who was like carrying Tom Brady out uh, from the boat. You know, that whole video went viral, and uh, Tom Brady tweeted like it was the avocado tequila or whatever. Fun jokes. Tom Brady's doing his thing. He's having a good time as he should, right? Seeing Tom Brady like that just made him so normal in my eyes. Everybody everybody has those moments, you know, where a buddy's got to grab you and take you out of somewhere just because you're having too, too much fun. He was having too much fun. And Tom Brady deserves to have as much fun as he wants. Again, congratulations to Tampa Bay. I do believe that they're going to get some very good free agents this offseason. And they're going to win another Super Bowl. But the things going on in the NFL right now are incredibly interesting. We're seeing a landscape of franchise players being able to voice their opinions and change things about their organization. Obviously, 
We've talked about it before, Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. Now, the Houston Texans are not going to be good for the next 30 years. The more and more I see of Jack Easterby, and if you want good entertainment, right, go on Twitter, go somewhere, go on YouTube, and look up Jack Easterby uh, preaching. I've never, everybody knows what a cringe moment is, right? When you kind of cringe when you're watching something. I've never cringed more than watching Jack Easterby preach to to people. Literally, uh, at one point, he was saying about Jesus walking on water or whatever, and he was like doing like a one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Nobody was laughing, and he literally told the audience to laugh. By the way, that man is now running the Houston Texans organization, so here we go. Obviously, Deshaun Watson and wants out and I think people in the media are starting to see like okay maybe we shouldn't be saying that this guy needs to shut up and play I think that there are very like big issues when it comes to the Houston Texans organization as we've seen with the release of J.J. Watt you know J.J. Watt is Houston. Uh, You guys remember when the Hurricanes hit Houston, he raised over $50 million for the city of Houston. J.J. Watt is the guy. He's been their poster boy, their franchise, you know? And it was very easy for them to part ways. And I get it, J.J. Watts, you know, kind of on the latter half of his career, but he's only about 32 years old. You know, he still has some prime pass rushing years. It was very interesting how the Houston Texans were able to let him go with such fluidity. And when Deshaun Watson needs to be out there, like, nah, whoa, 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 pal. Like, you're not going anywhere. And they've come out, you know, every team that's contacted the Houston Texans since has said that they're not going to trade him, right? That they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson. At this point right now, I don't believe that a trade is going to get done just because of the idiotic, you know, mind of Cal McNair, Jack Easterby, and Nick Casario, their new uh, GM. They've come out and they keep saying, we we have no interest in trading the player. Your player's going to force his way out, like I've been saying this entire time. The only way Deshaun Watson is going to get out of Houston is if the New York Jets hike up their skirt. Rob Salah, you know, the new head coach, he needs to give three first-round picks, at least. It doesn't have to be all this year, but he's got to give three first-round picks, send Sam Darnold, and most likely one of your defensive uh, linemen that needs to replace J.J. Watt now. So maybe a guy like Quinnen Williams, Leonard Floyd, somebody like that you'll have to replace. Three first-round picks, Sam Darnold, and Quinnen Williams, that trade will, they would accept that trade. They're like, oh, okay, we can get the second pick in the draft. We can get next year's first round pick and next year's first round pick and a, and a quarterback to replace him. You know, Sam Darnold's not a good quarterback at all. He is not good. But at the same time, you know, they could build with him. He could be a guy to, you know, let's start a rebuild here if Deshaun's not there. And Quinnen Williams can, could replace J.J. Watt when it came to the defensive line. So that could get done, right? But that is the only way I think Deshaun Watson is going to be out of town when it comes to the Houston Texans it's pretty unfortunate but at the moment they're they're being very stingy with it obviously you know uh GMs and stuff are going to say that they have no interest in trading I I saw you know Mike Greenberg who Greeny's the best he said that a godfather like deal is gonna have to happen and I said that as well I've been saying that like you're gonna have to give everything in the kitchen sink for this guy you're everything you have you gotta go get him because if he goes down to a team like Miami they're gonna win 13 games 
games. If he goes to a team like the Jets, they might win 10, 12 games. You know, that is Deshaun Watson. That's who he is. He's a winner. And yes, he hasn't won at the Texans. The Texans also have given him no opportunities to be great. They traded away his number one guy. They traded away a couple other people. You haven't put guys around him. It's like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I'm not comparing the two, but Aaron Rodgers, his entire career has been throwing to late round wide receivers, free agents. They've never put a team around him. They won't win. Tom Brady has teams around him. He wins championships. That is very simple. That's how the NFL works. There are 11 guys on both sides of the field. All 11 guys have to be playing. You put pieces around Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is arguably one of the best in the game, right? He has pieces though. Aaron Rodgers, yes, is the most gifted quarterback in NFL history. He doesn't have pieces. He's not going to win. He's not going to win. The Texans have never given Deshaun Watson the opportunity to win. He led the league in passing yards last year. He led the league in passing yards, and he also was the number one sacked quarterback in the NFL. The most pressure got... Think about that. Think about throwing 4,800 yards and 40 touchdowns in a season and being sacked the most times in the NFL. Imagine if he had a line around him. Imagine that. Imagine if he had a couple guys that he could throw to. Imagine that. Deshaun Watson would be the MVP of the league. Deshaun Watson might win a Super Bowl, might win a couple Super Bowls. You saw it at Clemson. Dabo Sweeney called him Michael Jordan for a reason. I hope it works out for Deshaun Watson. That's all I'll say about him because we did dive deep into him. I really hope it does. The Jets got to give him the, the godfather offer that I just talked about there. If that happens, he will be a New York Jet. He'll be the king of New York. Congratulations, Deshaun. Otherwise, hold out. Make this a whole big story. If the Texans don't trade him, he's going to bring the Texans organization down by himself. He, he, he will burn that organization down because you'll see guys leave. You will see players on the Texans not play if Deshaun's not there. And that's, just gonna, that's how it's going to go. But the guy that I just let off that we're talking about, J.J. Watt, leaves the Houston Texans. And now he can go pick where he wants to play. And, you know, people were like, I don't, I don't think a lot of teams are going to want him. Hey, uh, this guy has been a former MVP, so one of the best defensive players the NFL has ever seen, a dominant force on the defensive line. Yes, in the latter half of his career, but he can still get it done. There's a team up there up north named the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers have an outside linebacker by the name of T.J. Watt. They also have a fullback on the roster by the name of Derek Watt. Now, these two are, they, they're brothers of J.J. Watt. All three Watt brothers are in the NFL. It makes the most sense to me that J.J. will look at the landscape of the NFL and be like, okay, let me go play with my brothers because this would be a really cool thing. I think as far as just ha like a, a really cool moment in the NFL would be to see three brothers playing on the same team together. And especially like if he goes there, right? If he goes to Pittsburgh, TJ Watt plays every snap on defense and JJ is going to be in there at the same time. Seeing brothers, you know, on opposite sides, rushing the quarterback at the same time. That'll be really cool, right? But if J.J. Watt's looking at, his, looking at his career saying, you know, I'm one of the best defensive players to ever do it, but I don't have a ring, you could see him go to Tampa. 
You could see him take a vet minimum and go to Tampa, right? I could see him go to Kansas City. I could see him go to Buffalo. I could see those kind of places, right? I only I think those are the three right there. JJ Watt, you know, people are talking about, oh, you know, maybe maybe he'll go to the Panthers, like somebody with money. I don't think JJ Watt needs the money any longer. I think he wants a championship, right? He's going to go to a place that has potential to win a championship. And let me tell you something. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get J.J. Watt, it's all over but the crying, okay? You have one of the best defenses in the NFL who absolutely shut down and injured and beat up Patrick Mahomes' offensive line, but that's a whole other story. Um, If he's on that defensive line with JPP, you know, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Vita Vea, all those guys, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win another Super Bowl. J.J. Watt will be a Super Bowl champion, and I think that's what he's looking for. He's not looking for money. He's not looking for the right market. He is looking to win a ring, and that's what you're going to see a lot in this free agency. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of guys moving around to places to build up a team, right? We're seeing it in the NBA right now. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, three out of the top 10 best players in the NBA, teamed up to win a championship. You're going to see that. It happened in Tampa Bay. They won a championship. You're going to start seeing that happen, and it's really cool. It's really cool that the NFL landscape is changing. J.J. Watt, more than likely, if I had to give a prediction right now where he's going to go, I think he'll sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they're also not in a... They're not in a great position. They, they're not in a great position because if you look at some of the guys that they have, are you going to re-sign Ben Roethlisberger? My personal opinion, you let that guy go. Let's get another guy in there. Let's trade up potentially for a good you know, first-round quarterback draft pick that you can get in there and start developing. Maybe you re-sign him another year and draft another guy, but you also got to think. There are a ton of quarterbacks in the quarterback carousel that's happening right now that potentially could go to a market like Pittsburgh and be competitive. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin is never under 500. That is, that, that is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has won one championship, right? He's won one or two championships, I believe. And he will go down in history as one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. He's never under 500. He always has a winning team, right? He doesn't get it done in the playoffs most times, but he always has a winning team. I think if you're a quarterback kind of looking where to go now, you look at Pittsburgh. Juju Smith-Schuster, he is due for a new contract. I'm not sure if they'll pay him. When he was there and Antonio Brown was there, he was a great number two. He was a great number two receiver. He wasn't the main option, but he was going to get five to ten catches a game, and that's just how it was. He's the number one guy in Pittsburgh. He's declined a little bit. He's, he's gone off being the primary target. I don't know if people will pay top dollar for Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I don't know. Obviously, you know, he is a distraction, quote-unquote, uh, for the league with all the TikTok drama and all that jazz. But if you look at a market like the Steelers and they have Juju Smith-Schuster, I could see a big-name quarterback going there and starting, or I could see them getting a draft pick. I do believe, however, though, J.J. Watt will be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now... Other news that has hit the NFL recently, the the media realm. The guy over there, number three for the Seattle Seahawks, Mr. Russell Wilson, right? Mr. Positivity. Uh, He has one of the most beautiful wives in the world, Sierra. She's she's awesome, right? She's awesome. Russell Wilson, you know, he's a glue guy. He's clapping it up. He's clapping it. Let, go go on YouTube after you listen to this program. Go to YouTube and watch Russell Wilson mic'd up. If I played on a team for Russell Wilson, I would more than likely tell him to shut the hell up. 
That's what I would do because he is constantly doing the cliches, you know, like, hey, we're getting better. We're getting better. You know, first one in, last one out. That's that guy. He's a cliche guy, right? His team, not meaning, not meaning the Seattle Seahawks, but Russell Wilson's management team came out last week to the media and let everybody know that they are unhappy with the way Russell Wilson is getting pressured. This all seemed very coordinated, right? Because Russell Wilson's management team comes out and says this about his offensive line. Russell Wilson goes on the Dan Patrick show and it seemed very, you know, scripted. He went after his offensive line. Those are guys that you do not talk about. Those are the guys that protect you. Now, I'll throw this stat out there pretty quickly. Since Russell Wilson came in the league, he's been in the uh, NFL for nine seasons now. He's been sacked 394 times in 114 career NFL games. In the, in the first nine seasons of a quarterback's career since the 1970s, nobody has been sacked more. Nobody's been sacked more. Deshaun Watson, if he stays with the Texans, he's on his way to beating that record, obviously, because they, I mean, he gets sacked seven times a game. But Russell Wilson has been hit more than any quarterback in the NFL in the last 30, 40 years. So I understand. I understand your frustration, but your management team shouldn't be coming to the media and blaming your, your you know, problems and what the team has on the people that protect you. That shouldn't be happening. Do you think that when they go into the locker room that there won't be a little, like, if Russell Wilson doesn't leave Seattle and he goes back into that locker room, right? You think the offensive line is going to be looking at him a little sideways? Like, hey, pal, I understand, you know, we've been letting you get hit this entire time. We're trying our best. We're doing what we can, you know? I think this is going to cause a lot of problems, and it's made me think you know, Russell Wilson has seen what's happening with Deshaun Watson, right? If he's not happy in Seattle, what's going to happen? Is Russell Wilson going to be on the move? He signed a huge four-year, $140 million contract with the Seattle Seahawks. Can he leave? Can he leave? And the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. Will Pete Carroll want to give him up? Absolutely not, right? But I look at what's going on in Dallas, right? And Jerry Jones has been very wishy-washy talking about Dak Prescott. It's either like he's our guy, we're going to get a deal done, or he's talking about, you know, that there are other... He said last week in an interview, there are, he said in quotes, there are major market players who want to come here. This was after all of the Russell Wilson, you know, talk. So I truly believe that Russell Wilson is looking at the Dallas Cowboys and being like, what can we get done? You know, what what can we get done? If y'all don't re-sign, if y'all don't re-sign Dak Prescott, if you don't franchise tag him, what can we get done? I think that might happen. You know, we're seeing a lot of quarterback swaps, right? We see it, we saw it with the Rams and Detroit, right? They just swapped quarterbacks. Obviously, the Rams gave up a ton more for him. But Am I crazy for thinking that uh, this could be a swap of great quarterbacks, Russell Wilson to the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott to the Seattle Seahawks? The Cowboys are absolutely terrible without Dak Prescott. They are absolutely terrible without him. He deserves $40 million. He deserves this money that he's trying to get, right? Russell Wilson also deserves that money as well. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's been to two Super Bowls. He knows how to win, right? As far as character move goes, like you, you haven't Deshaun Watson hasn't come out and said like, you know, my offensive line is getting me hit so much and he's been hit more than anybody in the NFL. He's coming out and talking about the organization. 
Russell Wilson's coming out and just sh- taking shots at his teammates. Like, I- I'm getting hit too much. I'm getting hit too much. We, you, you can't do that. You cannot, you, especially as a franchise guy, you've been with the same team for your entire career. You can't do that. What if, you know, what if the offensive line's a little mad at you? What if they miss some blocks? If he goes back to Seattle, what if they miss some blocks on purpose? That could happen, right? That could happen with Russell Wilson, okay? So Russell Wilson is potentially on the move. His management team came out and said they were frustrated. If I were to guess, I think he stays in Seattle. But as far as Dak Prescott goes, right, the Cowboys are in a difficult spot. I could see the Cowboys pulling some crazy stuff and not re-signing uh, Dak Prescott. And, tr- like, he'll be a free agent. If, if, the, if the Dallas Cowboys don't re-sign Dak Prescott, okay, they franchise-tagged him last year. If they don't sign him to a big year, they, they can franchise-tag him again. But you know how much he's going to make off these franchise tags? Last year, he made $35 million off the franchise tag. He got hurt in game three, obviously, a brutal injury. Hopefully, he's recovering smoothly, obviously, T's and P's to all that. He made 35 mil off the franchise tag last year. He can make $35 million again if he's franchise tagged. Now, if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm sitting there... You know, looking at the Cowboys, being like, "Hey, hey, hey, how about how about you how about you franchise tag me again? Give me another thirty-five million dollars a year, make seventy million dollars in two years, and then get a guarantee like a hundred forty, hundred fifty million dollar deal." If I'm Dak Prescott, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't want a deal to get done right now. I don't want it, even though this deal is supposed to have been happening for the last year and a half. Franchise tag me again. Give me 70, give me another $35 million. Let me go ball out this season, and then a team's gonna give me a $200 million contract, right? You could Dak Prescott throws 400 yard games. Okay? He's not bad. Cowboy the Cowboys used to have an incredible offensive line that would really, you know, power people. The run game was huge. Now, now it's kind of, you know, changed, right? Ezekiel Elliott's not an, a huge part in that offense. Dak Prescott is the guy. You have incredible receivers, mind you, which by the way, if Russell Wilson ends up going to the Cowboys and joins a young CD Lamb and Amari Cooper and that guy Gallup number 13, That might be the best offense in the NFL with Ezekiel Elliott. Like Russell Wilson can throw the ball, you know, a moon shots to people. CeeDee Lamb can run past everybody. But Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. If I were him, let me get franchise tagged again. Give me my 35 million. And then I'm going to go explore my options. And then and then I'm going to go make 200 million dollars guaranteed if I want Dak don't let Jerry Jones and, you know, his his power, as as Jerry has said before, my hands don't get cramps, writing checks, okay? He's, he said that before, right? Hey, how about you pay your guy, right? Because if you, Dak Prescott was a fourth-round draft pick, right? Meaning that he, is not, he did not get paid a lot of money. When Tony Romo got hurt and eventually, you know, retired, Dak Prescott came in. He was making about a million and a half dollars a year starting for the America's team, right? With the star on the side of his helmet. He was making a million and a half dollars a year. And Jerry Jones is sitting back laughing literally in his office. Like, I can't believe I'm paying this guy a million dollars a year to win me football games. It's insane. Dak Prescott, get the franchise tag, get your money. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't and he decides to go into free agency, where could he go? If the Seattle swap doesn't happen with Russell and, uh, and Dak, where could he go? And honestly, I'm looking at the landscape. If Dak Prescott were to leave 
and Jimmy Garoppolo were to leave as well, the 49ers, look for the 49ers to make a big play for Dak Prescott. Look for them to get a guy like Dak. Kyle Shanahan's a great play caller. You got great young players. You got a great run game, a great offensive line. George Kittle's one of the best tight ends in the league. Make that a priority, right? Make signing Dak Prescott a priority. Now, there are a lot of other quarterbacks in the league at the moment that could potentially be on the move. Names like Derek Carr and Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Foles, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, guys who we've seen start on NFL teams for quite some time now are on the move. And it's very interesting to see. Derek Carr is an incredibly interesting story, right? He has a huge contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. It's like four years, $140 million, something crazy like that. Derek Carr had one good season. He had one good MVP season, ends up breaking his leg. Connor Cook comes in for the Raiders and tries to win a playoff game. Definitely couldn't happen. Derek Carr is a good quarterback, right? I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's a good guy. I think if you put him in a system that has people around him, like an established team, you have to put him somewhere where they already have the pieces. They just need a quarterback. I look at a team like the Indianapolis Colts who have young, good receivers. You have a veteran receiver. You have a lineman who's going to be a Hall of Famer, Quentin Nelson. You got a great offensive line. You got great uh, Jonathan Taylor, great running back. Naheem Himes, he's a great running back as well. If he went into the Colts, the Colts would be immediate playoff slash Super Bowl contenders, I do believe. But at the same time, Derek Carr and Carson Wentz, right, are kind of like similar guys to me. They're overhyped. They had one or two good seasons. And, you know, people think that they're these gods, right, that they're they're incredible football players. Let's get something straight really quickly about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz played at North Dakota State University, all right, he was the number two overall pick in the NFL draft to the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's get something straight about Carson Wentz. He had 12 good games of football. His MVP season that he had where the Philadelphia Eagles ended up beating the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. If you remember, the season, the regular season, Carson Wentz was playing really good football. He had Frank Reich with him, which that's why people think Carson Wentz is going to go to the Colts because Frank Reich is the head coach. And the only time Carson Wentz has ever played good football was with Frank Reich. Carson Wentz is nowhere near an elite quarterback. He's played 12 good games of football before tearing his ACL. And guess what happened? Nick Foles came in, right? Nick Foles came into the Philadelphia Eagles and led them to a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz had nothing to do with that season. Carson Wentz, ever since he's gotten hurt, has declined as far as a mental clarity and physically dominant standpoint. If you watch him play, right? If you watch him play, it's, it feels like almost he cannot read pressure, right? It's kind of, it was kind of like Cam Newton this year. And you guys know I'm a Cam guy, by the way, Cam Newton, hopefully he goes, gets money somewhere else. People think his career is over. I completely disagree with that. I think he's still a valuable part to the NFL. The new England Patriots gave him no help. They had no offensive line. They had, you know, practice squad guys playing receiver and all the media wants to be like, oh, he's done. He's done. He's done. They gave him no help. It's a team game. You have to play a team game. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, has had a team around him in the Philadelphia Eagles, a team who beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, and he has been one of the worst 
quarterback statistically in the NFL. Not only that, but off the field. Teammates describe him as disgruntled and unhappy. That's what he is. And Carson Wentz, for some god-awful reason, has a four-year, $150 million deal with the Philadelphia Eagles for 12 games of football. And all of a sudden now, people are thinking that you got to trade three first-round picks for the guy? That's what the Eagles want. They want three first-round picks for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has played 12 good games of football. Let me say it again, 12 games. He has a $140 million contract. He was in the MVP race for one season. Have you watched him recently? Have you watched him look like a scared puppy on the field? That's what he looks like. He got overtaken by a rookie, Jalen Hurts, who came in with confidence and swagger and made him look stupid. Carson Wentz is nowhere near what the Philadelphia Eagles are valuing him at. But I think there are a couple teams who are going to give him offers. I, I do. I, I think that the Colts are going to be in the conversation as well, uh, as well as Derek Carr. They need a quarterback. Obviously, Phillip Rivers has left. Besides Derek Carr, I think that they're, they're looking at Derek Carr and Carson Wentz, seeing who they can give value with, you know. But Carson Wentz, potentially to the Colts. I could also see uh, the hooded, ma the man in the hoodie, the man in the cutoff hoodie, uh, Bill Belichick. I could see him and the New England Patriots potentially making a move for Carson Wentz. Regardless, I do not think uh, Carson Wentz will be a Philadelphia Eagle any longer. Uh, he is gone. I think he will be either on the Colts or the Patriots, and he will go there and ruin their franchise as well. Next guy, right? Jimmy Garoppolo out of the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl. His first year at the 49ers, he took the team to the Super Bowl, right? Ended up losing to the boy, Patty Mahomes. I'm not sold on this guy. You know, I, I'm really not. When I watch him, yes, the ball comes out quick. It seems like he has good vision. I'm not sold on him at all. You know, he gets hurt this season in, in big moments, right? This is, this is really when you have to look at a quarterback, I think. In big moments how do you perform? You know, and if you watch the Super Bowl that Jimmy G was in playing uh, Patrick Mahomes, the amount of missed opportunities, like they were up, I think two touchdowns in that game, right? They ended up losing because of Jimmy Garoppolo. He couldn't complete a pass. He got nervous. He got scared. That's not a franchise guy. You're not paying top dollar for that guy, right? I think Jimmy G might be out. And you know, honestly, who will probably get him back is Bill Belichick. He has always been so high on Jimmy Garoppolo. You remember a couple years ago, Bill Belichick wanted to trade away Tom Brady so that Jimmy G could start his reign at the Patriots, right? Sure. Jimmy G, go to the Patriots. If they put a team around you, maybe they get to the playoffs. Personally, the conversation always happens like, does Bill, does Tom Brady need Bill Belichick? Does, does Bill Belichick need Tom Brady, right? That's the conversation. Tom Brady doesn't need Bill Belichick. It's very evident now after this Super Bowl, he does not need Bill Belichick. And being completely honest, Bill Belichick needs Tom Brady. He needed the best ever to win six Super Bowls. If Tom Brady's not on that team, Bill Belichick's not in the conversation for greatest coach of all time. He's not. He's not, right? He had Tom Brady. And I would have never said this maybe a couple months ago. I would have never said that Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady. He's a phenomenal coach, right? My viewpoint is starting to shift a little bit, especially watching the season that happened. You have a guy with Cam Newton. He's an MVP. He's an athletic freak. He, you should have figured out how to use him. You should have put pieces around him, right? It was very evident that like Bill Belichick couldn't get it done. He could not get it done as a head coach without Tom Brady. It's pretty simple. Jimmy G will probably go to the Patriots. Now you're probably thinking, well, Trent, who, who will go to the 49ers if Jimmy G's gone, right? There's a guy over there in Atlanta 
who's been spinning balls for the Atlanta Falcons for quite some time now. Everybody calls him Matty Ice, right? Matt Ryan. Obviously, he was uh, the quarterback for one of the worst Super Bowl performances in NFL history, leading a team 28-3 to and losing the game is beyond me. Obviously, you have to blame other people. You have to blame the defense for giving up so many points, etc. But you also didn't put up any more points after that. You lost uh, the game. Pretty simple there. Matt Ryan, again, clutch moments, clutch time. You look at a great quarterback, he's going to get it done. Matt Ryan can't get it done, right? I see him, though, going to San Francisco. If Jimmy G leaves, I think Kyle Shanahan, you know, he likes to run the play action and stuff like that. He's a run-heavy team, but he loves the play action, loves a guy who can get under center and take a seven-step drop. If you don't know a seven-step, there's differences in drops, right? If a quarterback is in shotgun, he's probably going to take a three- to five-step drop, right? If a quarterback is under center, he's going to take about a seven- to nine-step drop, which is it's pretty intense, right? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan loves doing that with guys. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan throws one of the best play action post routes you'll ever see, right? If you watch Matt Ryan do a play action, okay, and then all of a sudden just sling it down the field just on a rope on a post to Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, he does that better than anybody in the NFL. That's what Matt Ryan's good at. He's good at play action. 49ers run play action a ton. I could see him going to the 49ers if Jimmy G leaves. Now, another guy who I want to talk about, who I defend. This gentleman, I defend like nobody I defend more because I do think he has potential to be great. That man, his name is Jameis Winston. Now you're thinking, Trent, come on. Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions in a season. 30 interceptions. How do you think he's great? That same season, he threw 5,000 yards. If you throw 5,000 yards as a quarterback, you are elite. Many people do not do that. Jameis Winston threw, yes, 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions in a single season. But it shows a guy who's a former number one pick, he, if in the right system and with the guys around him, he can be really good, right? And now I, I get that he had Mike Evans and he had Chris Godwin when he was at Tampa, right? I don't think it was a great situation for him. I think right now with the Saints, I love him at the Saints at the moment. If Sean Payton doesn't pull, you know, a godfather-like deal and potentially get a guy like Russell Wilson, I was thinking about that earlier. Drew Brees is gone, right? He's going to retire. That The last game where the Tampa Bay, it was sad to watch Drew Brees, you know, and just have a terrible game. He could not throw the ball anymore. Jameis Winston came in, one play, threw a touchdown. It was great, right? Jameis Winston could be the franchise guy there. I could see the Saints kind of moving around some pieces, potentially getting a free agent or getting somebody in the draft. The Saints should probably take him, you know, give him a chance. If not, I could see him going to a team for, you know, a minimum, maybe, I, I don't know. I think he... He's got to be with the Saints or else, you know, I don't think anybody else is going to give him a shot, being completely honest. Maybe, you know, if Miami doesn't get it done, I could see them getting Jameis Winston. If they don't get, obviously, get Deshaun Watson. Hopefully, Famous Jameis will end up as a starter. I love watching Famous. The dude got eye surgery so that he could see better. After the 30 interception season, this is a man who said, you know what? I'm going to do something about this, and I'm going to go get eye surgery so I can see perfectly, crystal clear, right? And we all saw it at the end of the Tampa Bay and Saints game. Drew Brees looked at him and said, this is your team now. Famous Jameis, hopefully he stays at the Saints, or he'll probably go to a low-market team, and then, you know, his career will be over in a couple years. Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl championship with the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best quarterback performances we've seen. You know, he came off the bench. Comes off the bench after Carson Wentz gets hurt, 
wins a bunch of games, takes his team to the playoffs, beats Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, right? Nick Foles since then has kind of declined, but I think personally, I could see him going back to Philly. I could see him going back to Philly and running it back with them. You know, they just got a new head coach. And if you want to laugh, if you want to have a good laugh, watch the new head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, first press conference. I've never seen a head coach stutter more in my life. I've never seen a head coach look blatantly nervous on camera in front of a lot of people that are just asking him simple questions, right? People are thinking, you know, oh, head coaches don't need to be great communicators. They need to call great plays, right? Um, really? Because the head coaches are the one talking to the guys every day. If you can't communicate with your players, what are you doing, sir? You know what I'm saying? I could see Nick Foles going back to Philly, running it back with that team, but Nick Foles back to Philly, not going to win another championship, but he's, you know, the, the city of Philly loves Nick Foles. Hopefully he will go back to Philly and be a starter. If not, I, I'm really not sure where else he'll go. The last guy I want to get to before uh, we end this program, Sam Darnold, right? The man who said, in quotes, I'm seeing ghosts on the field against Bill Belichick after he threw multiple interceptions. You know, it's funny. I was watching, uh, I was in the air, I was in the Atlanta airport and Sam Darnold was starting his first game of his NFL career against the Detroit Lions. And the, I'm sitting there, you know, Sam Darnold's a first round pick, highly touted out of the University of Southern California. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I, I didn't know about, you know, kind of his, his past, but I was like, you know, the, this guy might be good, right? The first play of the game, I'm sitting in the airport and I start laughing hysterically. He throws an interception and they take it back for a touchdown. The first play, the first play of his NFL career was a pick six. That started a decline for Sam Darnold and his draft stock. Now, the only way that Deshaun Watson leaves is if the Jets trade, give that big trade, right? Now, Sam Darnold could potentially be on the move. I don't think he will be the starter for the New York Jets. I either think it's going to be a Deshaun Watson or a NFL draft pick that they potentially get. Because if they don't trade away their first round picks, the New York Jets, they have the second pick in the draft and they have the 23rd pick in the draft as well. So you could either get an offensive tackle, you know, uh, that guy from Oregon, he's like eight feet tall, he's, he can run. I mean, it's just athletic freak who can come in and be, you know, a great offensive tackle. You get, Or get a guy like Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, who was the most dominant football the most dominant college football player I've seen in quite some time, and I do believe people can attest to that, De Devontae Smith. And I don't know if anybody else agrees with that. The guy had like 26 touchdowns as a wide receiver. I mean, it's insane, right? He wins the Heisman Trophy. You could get a guy like that. You also could get a guy like Justin Fields. You can get a guy like Zach Wilson, you know, Mac Jones. There are a lot of talented quarterbacks coming out and, you know, ready to go. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one to Jacksonville. If the Jets don't give up those uh, first couple picks, right, and they and they get it maybe a skill guy and draft a quarterback, you know, that starts the rebuild, right? But if they give up these first-round picks and Sam Darnold, where could Sam Darnold go, especially if they draft a quarterback and, you know, and Sam Darnold's not going to be a backup. Somebody will come get Sam Darnold. He's a first-round pick. He's 25 years old, you know. If anybody will go get him, I do believe that it could be either the Patriots or the 49ers as well. I think both those teams probably look at Sam Darnold as a project and they could make him something great, right? Personally, if you were at, if I was a GM of a franchise and somebody brought me, you know, Sam Darnold, I would laugh in their face and say he can he can go play in the XFL. He is not a good quarterback. He will not pan out wherever he goes. That's just my two cents, right? 
Today, I've talked about the quarterback carousel and what could potentially happen in one of the most wild off-seasons the NFL has ever seen. Now, I greatly appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Again, this was so much fun for me. With this episode, you know, I didn't have stats. I didn't have other things. But this is really my opinion on quarterbacks, right? And I, and I watch quarterbacks. I think I have a good mind when it comes to a quarterback in the NFL, right? I think I, think I know what's good and what's not. I greatly appreciate everybody listening to this episode. A couple things before we get done here. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give it a five-star rating. Like I always say, if you can give it six, give it six. And one more thing, make sure you share it with a friend, okay? Be a friend, see a friend, tell a friend. Also, one more thing before I go. Make sure you're checking in with your friends. Make sure that you are giving your loved ones love. Make sure you tell somebody you love them today. Make somebody smile today. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you next Thursday.